I would like to be the first today to wish every man, woman, and child out there in our listening area, in our area of dominant influence, a very, very happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Yep, today's the day. Today is the day. Every year on this day, Bobby Bonilla, who has not played for the New York Baseball Mets since, I believe, 1999, every year on this day, he receives a check in the mail from them for $1 million. One hundred ninety plus thousand dollars. It's amazing. This is part of an arrangement that began in 2011. That's when it started. It will run through 2035. When he's 65. Yeah. So it'll play him all the way through his 65th year. Yeah. In 2000, the way this came about is like this. In 2000, the Mets didn't want Bonilla anymore. He was getting a little bit older. He was not a very good player. And even when he was good, he was always just a huge, huge pain in the ass. The Mets had a very, very toxic room during his years there, and he was a big part of the reason why. But they owed owed him... $5,900,000. And instead of giving him that check and cutting him loose, they agreed to pay him later and attach an 8% annual interest to the sum. Payment started in 2011. It was 5.9 a year. Yeah. That was the totality of the contract. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. And um, do you need some medicine? No, I'm fine. By the time the final payment is made, he will have parlayed that initial $5.9 million into a total of $29,800,000. Medicine. (laughs) I don't know. Medicine. What kind of medicine would he take? Something that might help. I'll let him figure that out. (laughs) This is the greatest... The greatest sports. I mean, look, it's not scheme. like it's it's not like it's uh, Bryce Harper, all right. Mm-hmm. But for a guy that stopped playing baseball in what year? Two two thousand one. Yeah. So a guy who stopped playing in two thousand one figures out a way to get a contract started ten years later. Yes. That will pay him yes. for twenty five years. Right. What they want to do is pay him to go away. And he says, all right, I will go away, but you're going to have to pay me to do it, but I want you to start paying me five years down the line. It's brilliant. Oh, incredibly brilliant. And if these kids that get these mega contracts where they're making, their contract value is, you know, it's it's not uncommon for 200 plus million a year yeah. or, or, or for a total value, 300 million. Have that extrapolated out over the rest of your life. It'd be just break it up yeah. over fifty years. Yeah. Well, it's like that guy that Mike, you did your your mind on last week. The the guy that's the big financier. Yeah. Were you essentially putting a lot of this in escrow? Where he makes them put sixty to eighty percent of this away. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
The Mets are owned by the Wilpons and have been for years. Fred Wilpon and his son Jeff run it. They had a bad, uh, they had a bad Ponzi scheme incident, Mike. Yes, they did. Uh, Through the years, they have never talked about the deal too much, but it is well known that over time they did a whole lot of business with Bernie Madoff, and. At that time, Madoff was returning 12 to 15% a year, but now we know that 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 was all fictional returns. Years and years, that was their meal ticket. Yeah. I mean, they were obviously going to be able to survive it, but still, every, every, what, three months they're getting those returns, or every month looking at it going, (laughs) another 500 mil, you know? Yeah. And then it might as well have been worth a sack of pennies. If that. Yeah. There are other deals out there like this. The Mets are paying Brett Saberhagen two hundred. Yeah, Brett Saberhagen. <laughs> Still? $250,000 a year through 2029. Now, that's not, you know, quite the same Still kind of money can that we're talking about here. Well, Brett Saberhagen was, was yeah. pitching in the 80s. Yeah. That's the thing that I don't understand how these idiots lose so much money so fast because 90% of these cats come from nothing. And you can't tell me if you get a $200 million contract, you can't split that up over the next, what, 20 years? Yeah. At least. And live off $10 million a year? How about do it over the next 40 and live off five? I bet you could do that. One. I'm just saying. I know. It makes no sense to me how these morons piss their freaking money away. I know. Also, the Diamondbacks are going to be paying Bernard Gilkey. What? Bernard Gilkey, an outfielder. Yeah who retired in 2001, his last payment next year because he signed a four-year contract with the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right up and meet the Mets from 1997 to 2000. And the deal deferred $2.5 million from his 1999 salary, $2.5 million from 2000, which turned into a $9 million annuity. And the Diamondbacks took on that contract in August of 1998. Mm. It's an amazing day. It really is. For it, multiple reasons. Yes. <laughs> I wonder what if I wonder if Bonilla what kind of dough like I'm assuming he's a guy that's been smart with whatever he made. I don't know. He may have PP'd it all away. Or is but, he like in in June, like living off of ramen until this check clears? Yeah, yes. On July first. <laughs> Woof, that was close. Almost out yeah, of ramen. It on July first. He goes out and gets it turned up for Four, five, six months or so, and then it's just back hanging to ramen. Yeah, just... then it's back to ramen. <laughs> I hope it's like that, where he lives. You know, most people live paycheck to paycheck or month to month. He lives year to year. Yeah, and right at this time, I mean, you it's know, just it's just scraping. Yeah. You want to go couch. play golf? No, no, I don't, no, no, I don't think I can today. The first deferred money deal anybody knows about happened in 1985, and this involved. None other than Daryl Strawberry. Really? Another Met. <laughs> um, the Mets deferred 40% of his 1990 $1.8 million team option, $700,000, at a 5.1 interest rate, and the deal pays out $1.64 million. Has That started in 2004. It'll go to 2033, and it was obtained through a life insurance company. You want to talk about somebody waiting by their mailbox? Yeah, that's that the money. that's the ramen guy right there. Yeah. 
because remember we saw him like at the Super Bowl, I think is what it was. Yeah. He didn't look real good. I wonder why. He's had a rough go. Yeah. Well, I found out today, though, about crack. another mm-hmm. deal like this that doesn't have anything to do with the Mets that's still going on. We'll take a look at that tomorrow. Like off the air? Yeah, off the air. All right. Let's <laughs> just call me tonight after the show. The ticket. I like to rap about ping pong. Take a look <laughs> at my ding dong. Thanks for pulling that. Is that the Rick Carlisle rap? Uh-huh. You should send that to him. See if he likes it. <laughs> send it to him. <laughs> Take a look at my ding-dong. It is 340 here on Sports Radio 96. 713 the ticket. You have made it. You've cleared June. You have made July. Tight. Pretty sweet, huh? This is the hard line. This is our last day full show for a while. Yeah, what's up with that? Danny's taking an extra day to go party in Guam or something. I'm going to Guam for a day. <laughs> you are? Uh-huh. Pretty sweet, huh? I'll send postcards. Uh, but we'll be uh we'll be back sooner or later. Um but I'll tell you this. Oh, first off, yes sir. When we were talking about uh chasing the dragon. So if you missed it like, I don't know, 45 minutes ago, Bob asked if the NBA tested for dragon. <laughs> uh, who who did, did they claim got a lifetime ban? Um, I know Michael Ray Richardson did, like in nineteen. No, I, apparently it's it's like today. Oh, really? Uh, Jalen Harris of the Raptors. Uh, this says a one year ban, but Monty was claiming a lifetime ban. I, what do you know about Jalen Harris? That you just said his name. Okay, well, apparently he's in big, big trouble. Kicked out of the league, and then we were debating. Well, what what drug could possibly get you kicked out of the NBA? No disrespect. And it's multiple cocaine or or heroin or the dragon, as you you refer to it. Yeah. Um. So the term "chasing the dragon." It definitely stems from, like, that did not become a term until the 90s. And I claim it was from uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Because no I didn't watch the show, but I de- you, you had to be an idiot uh, not to be aware of some of the, the storylines and punchlines and all that of that show. You did watch it, though, Danny, right? I don't know. What? You don't know if you watched 90210? I mean, I watched it, but not watched, watched it. Look, you, you watched it, was it the, right, Danny? It, it was the early, I don't know. It was the early 90s, and I had five roommates at the time, and we made money in creative ways. Okay. So a lot of that's hazy, but I know that there was a guy named Dylan on it and some girls. Yes, yes. So in, uh, let's see. I'm reading an article that said, what Dylan McKay who was the guy that Jason, not Jason Priestley. No, it was uh, Luke Luke Harry. Yeah, Luke Walton. Perry Walton. Uh, and this lady writes about how, in, I guess, the season of heroin for him, uh, he was 
drinking. Let's see what all he was doing. Yeah, here it is. Season two, he uh, was into alcohol, Mm -hmm. cocaine, Mm -hmm. marijuana, Mm -hmm. and heroin. The hard line! Yes. Uh, And then this says, strung out on heroin, uh, strung out from heroin withdrawal, Dylan begs his current flame, Gina, to bring him the goods behind the bars... I guess he's in jail or something. I don't recall any of this. So he can chase the dragon. How does she bring the goods behind the bars? Yeah, there's only one way, right? I'd like to think there's more than one way. There's only one way. It's in either a cake, a cake or like how you vagina. Yeah. Deliver a watch. Yes. Women have two options. Well, they have a Danny. purse. They take that at the uh, the counter. <laughs> oh, they do? Yeah, the jail counter. Women have two options. So, yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you And am I wrong in saying I it? just, you know. So she could bring marijuana and heroin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I think that, yes, this does stem from that, that phrase, chasing the dragon, comes straight from the mouths of... The cast of nine hundred two one zero, and but it was always like he's chasing the dragon again. Well, they that that term had been around, yeah, well prior to that. I think we're finding that it originated uh, in. Well, okay, so here's a book called Chasing the Dragon. Is it about heroin? Yeah. Uh, here's here's the pitch for it. The history of heroin smoking and the subsequent development and spread of chasing the dragon are examined. The first heroin smoking originated in Shanghai in the 1920s and involved use of porcelain bowls and bamboo tubes, thereafter spreading across much of Eastern Asia and to the United States over the next decade. Chasing the dragon was a later refinement of this form of heroin smoking originating in or near Hong Kong in the 1950s, and refers to the ingestion of heroin by inhaling the vapors, which result when the drug is heated. Is that the spoon? Typically on tinfoil no. above oh. a flame. I've Subsequent spread of Chasing the Dragon included spread to the other parts of Southeast Asia during the 1960s and 70s, to some parts of Europe in the early 80s, and to much of the Indian subcontinent during the 1980s. At the time of writing... Chasing the Dragon has now been reliably reported from many parts of the world, but not from others with an established heroin problem, such as the U.S. and Australia. The Hmm. significance of this new form of heroin use is examined, including consideration of the role of the different effect with this new form of use, the different types of heroin, and the changing public attitudes to injecting. So yeah, that's what I heard that the, like Bob said, chasing the dragon is smoking heroin. And if you remember watching Deadwood, I think they were supposed to be in opium dens that Wu and his Chinese friends had down uh-huh. there at the end of, de- uh, of the street when those guys would just go in there and lounge and smoke and they got the tube to their bed and they would just, yeah. just log Fade off away. for days. Yeah. I think those were called opium dens and opium and heroin are basically synonymous. I think that's a form yeah. derivative of, of heroin. Um, 
the synopsis of that episode where they use that. After Dylan accidentally injures Donna by knocking her into the swimming pool while high on heroin. God, I don't remember this. He tries to confront his personal demons, but he rejects the friend's support by insisting that he doesn't have a drug problem. Then he makes a run for it and ends up in the hospital, lands in a coma, and goes through agonizing withdrawal. I was more of a Melrose Place guy. Kelly's, listen to this. This is the synopsis. Kelly's concern over Dylan raises red flags for both Gina and Matt, who are wary of her motives, and Matt feels guilty while handling Dylan's legal troubles by lying in open court. Meanwhile... (laughs) Okay, the B story. Meanwhile, Steve loses Janet's dog during a walk in the park, which leads to believe that the Doberman mated with a different breed. The end. <laughs> that was a story. That was the other storyline. Tuesday at 8. <laughs> what the hell? Which leads to believe that the Doberman mated with a different breed. I mean, the gravity of the two threads, it's like, right. I mean, Doberman, okay. But this is pretty serious. We're not going to allow anything but a purebred dog in this house. <laughs> We're at Melrose Place. <laughs> By the way, Dylan's strung out and going through withdrawals. But no big deal. Care. Let's worry more about this Doberman. Yeah, yeah. I think he made it with a poodle or something. Right. We should what, kill it. What happens when the neighbors find out? <laughs> it's not pure. <laughs> well, I'll be damned. Yeah. So, of the kids born around our dates of birth, 1972 here. Mm-hmm. Am I the only human that hasn't watched what episode of Melrose Place or 90210? No, I, I mean, I definitely have seen, I've never seen a full episode, but it's definitely crossed my conscience sure. at some point. Like, just, it's been on where yeah. I was and Well, all we that. all know that Luke Perry and the other guy were super famous for a while because yeah. of those shows. Why, why aren't those shows go-to shows for kids? Like, Friends, it was the same era. I don't know. Like, those are... Teen steam perfect, you know? I don't know where you'd find them. I don't either. No one ever talks about them, though. Those were huge I at the time. It, dude, if Netflix put those out, I'd go back and watch them just for the heck of it. It's gotta be, they gotta be terrible. Were they, uh, you're terrible. Were they on regular TV or was that like the C? Fox. Fox? Fox? Yeah. It was a big hit for Fox. Huge. Well, be proud you never watched it. No, it was good. It was fun. You don't even know if you watched it. Okay. Dylan, are you chasing the dragon again? I was chasing the dragon while I was watching Dylan chase the dragon. Are you? No, I was chasing my Doberman. Wait. <laughs> I think he screwed a schnauzer. Maybe a dragon. I'm so high. Yeah. Did our Doberman mate with a dragon? <laughs> I sobered up by the time Melrose Place came on. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. The chicks were more bomb on that show. Well, and they I- were also legal. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like older Pat Summerall had yeah. had to do reads of Melrose Place. Yeah, Danny, they were the bomb because they were over seventeen. Well, they had Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah, from nine or from uh, Melrose Place. Saved by the Bell. She right. matriculated and grew up. She did, Danny. Don't say that. Grew up. You're gross. Oh, that is really. You need gross. to go to Hardline Timeout. For one segment. I'll see you there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, we got a team that is going to the NBA Finals. It's not the Mavericks. Who is it? The ticket. Everybody gather around. It's time for the Big Ten. Hold down. Got your heels. Jump up and down. Shut your eyes and whirl around. We 
reach out your hand and if no one's there, grab your own hand, dance round in the square. When you're doing the big and low down, gotta have a holler, you can't trust. Sponsors, American Leak Detections. The ticket. See, Danny? What? People do win. I love it. What a great day for America. All right, let's get right to it. Let's play. We haven't done it in a while. Spin or spare? <gasps> Spin or spare. music has been dropped. These are new releases as of last Friday, and I'm going to bring a few of these to you today. Let's just go ahead and jump right in. I fast-forwarded about 36 seconds into this song because there is a long guitar intro. I hope neither one of you have heard this, but we all know who this is, and we know this song. It's a cover. It's a Stanley Cup song. So, yeah, so you can make this down a little bit, David. Uh, Miley Cyrus doing Metallica's Nothing Else Matters, but it also says featuring Watt, in all caps, W-A-T-T, Elton John, and Yo-Yo. So Yo-Yo Ma, at the very... <laughs> it just goes to Yo-Yo on my spot. Oh. <laughs> at the very, very end of the song, Yo-Yo Ma does a cello solo. Sure. At the very end. Maybe Elton's singing the harmony. Maybe. That's got to be what it is. Who's Watt? I've never heard of Watt. Chad Smith is playing drums from the Chili nice. Peppers. Okay. Robert Trujillo from Metallica is playing bass. Okay. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, and then you got then here's Yo Yo. Uh, but I don't I, I don't understand the Elton John. I, I think that might here's Yo Yo. <laughs> it must have been him on harmony vocals. So what this is? It is the 30th anniversary box set of the Black Album. Yeah, of the Black Album. 30 years, Bob. 30 years. Let's go. So listen to this. The reissue uh, will be, I think, in the middle of September, but 
It'll include a deluxe box set with 14 CDs, <laughs> six vinyl LPs, no. six DVDs, no. and more. No. Who so, has time? It is a full cover album. So it's not just picking artists to do each of the 12 songs. Sure. There are 52 versions of the 12 songs. Sure. Um, oh this one. Weezer's on here. My Morning Jacket's on here. Cage the Elephant's on here. St. Vincent. Um, Jason Isbell. Uh, it, it's a who's who list of big bands that are that were chosen to do this, by, specifically by Metallica. They chose these bands to do it. So I've heard the Isbell cover, too. Um, but, yeah, it's... I mean, I'm interested. I this like is, her, man. I think this she's is great. such an original-sounding voice. So husky. Yeah. Yeah. It's like dipping into that share world without being share. Who knew? I'm in. And when this little little band from San Francisco came out with Kill 'Em All back in like what 1981 or two, and I'm banging my head to the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Thinking that is kick-ass. Who knew they would ever become what they become? Maybe it's this insane. is Elton. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably Watt. What's a Watt? He does look like he plays the guitar. Watt. Watt does, yeah. This is Watt. Edna's a big fan of his. Yeah. <laughs> Who is it, Edna? What? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Watt. All right, let's move on, shall we? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a thumbs up. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's Spin very that cool. sucker. All right. I hate this band, but this isn't terrible. I have not. I don't think. You'll know it when you hear the singer. Modest Mouse with a song called Japanese Trees. Okay, they have another one that they've dropped that's a sing that's a big single off this. This is the one that they released last Friday. Okay, so they, I can't remember the one that you need a place to go. Can't remember, but it's not this one. They've already moved on from their other single. I think it's pretty lame when it gets to the chorus, but that verse is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. That sounds like the strokes bass player. It's alright. I'm not spinning it, though. Yeah. It's no float on. No, it's no float on. Definitely no float on. I like this better than float on. You do? Yeah, I don't like float on. 
This man has the claim to having almost kicked the ass of my best friend at Trees, or at Club Dada one night. I think Leave a Light On is the song off the, 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 the big single off of it. I think I'd like to hear more about that story at the time of your choosing. Yeah. It's pretty simple. He was at a, a friend of ours, got him in free to see Modest Mouse, and Modest he proceeded... Mouse. To get blasted on alcohol, and after they're set, prance around the. Remember when the bar was in the middle of, of Club Dada, yeah, in the very yeah, center, yeah. as opposed to where it is on the far left now. He was marching, like he's a a band leader around the bar, going "Modest Mouse sucks, Modest Mouse sucks, Modest Mouse sucks," and they're kind of breaking their gear down, looking at him as he's going making circles. <laughs> Why hell, is he dude? doing that? Because he hates <sighs> Modest Mouse almost as much as I do, well, or why more. Why would you do that? Because he was drunk. Oh, God. And the, one of the guys in the band went over to our mutual friend and said, Hey, you, you might want to tell your friend to cut it out because he's about to get his ass kicked. Right, yeah, the whole band. <laughs> anyway, That's I wish incredible. I'd have been there for that. All right, here's a very popular artist. For music and also appearing in Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's not Hodor. Oh. Every time you come around, you know I can't say no. Every time the sun goes down, I let you take control. <laughs> no, it's the hound. Wouldn't you be surprised if the hound's voice sounded like yeah. this? That's Ed Sheeran? Yeah, it's Ed Sheeran. Oh, he's very poppy. Yeah. Sure is. Pop artists like getting paid, Corby. And he makes okay. more money than you do. Does Ed Sheeran, though, any kind of uh, schmaltzy, ballady guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I thought he positioned himself early in his career. This is thumping. Yeah. This is going. Did you see him the other day at the game? I did. Sitting next to David Beckham? Sitting next to David Beckham is right. I wonder who had more money. Dude. I'm not kidding, dude. Beckham has more money. Ed Sheeran is worth a lot of money. Beckham's been doing this for 25 years. That's I'll let true. you guys look that up. By the way, I'm giving this a not spin. I don't like it, but if I was into pop meat like this stuff, I, this is pretty cool. I could try clothes on to this at the Chess King dressing rooms because that's what this sounds like to me. Uh, Let's do one more real quick before okay. we. Do get you guys to hang this up or Stephen do I Jones? return it over there? What? <laughs> no, I just going through a Chess King conversation. Oh, okay. All right, one more real quick. Yeah. Sure. All right. It's not Stephen Jones. Huh. That is a big All plate right. of nachos. <laughs> Didn't it? Me quieres tener sin perder a lo do I know who this is? Maybe. Depends. 
Is this like a reliever for the Rangers? Not taking you seriously. What is this? Corby Bob, this is the latest single from Espinosa Paz with Capilla y Catedral in vivo. The guy that does a beat, beat, beat. No, it's not. No, this is just a, a big, a big new hit release from the mariachi charts. <laughs> what are you doing? It's new music. Do you spin it or spare it? Look, I told you guys, mariachi done right is really good. Is yeah. this that? And Espinosa Paz is crushing it right now. now. You guys can spare it if you want, but I'm giving this a big fat spin. By the way, Ed Sheeran's worth $220 million. Take the over for Beckham. What do you think? 300 450 Double. But is that Victoria money or is that David money? Well, look up Victoria. It's a lot of David money. No, I think it's all David. David. Are you guys spinning Espinosa? No, I don't like this. I'm gonna. Like, you don't like this? No. You couldn't hear this in a scene in Breaking Bad and like get behind it? Yeah, in the show okay. for like two minutes, and you would have liked it. Yeah, but I'm not. In, I can't do this. God, Corby, I know, what are they saying? What, what? What is this? He's amazing, Bob. I think he's going to spin it? Yeah. No, he's not. Have you met his wife? Yes, and she doesn't like it either. Yeah, she does. She sent this to me. I've been to a Mumford and Show son, <laughs> Mumford son and show, show. Mumford and Son show with her, and she would not like this. Right? I mean, if the mood is right, if there are marks. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and if I'm at a restaurant and there's a bowl of queso there, then maybe. God, just minimizing and I mean, marginalizing this beautiful music. Let's to not do case. Something to let's, accompany you and your tostadas. Maybe some table side guac. Okay. Okay. If they're making it fresh, there you then go. I will spin well, that. Well, of course. Uh, what other side, table side do you get? All right. This segment is continuing under protest by me. Thumbs right. up. Spare, spin. Espinosa pause. There you go. There it is. There is spin or spare. Oh, what a great day. Yeah. Stephen Johns and his skate across America. Next.